0: Welcome back, everyone. This will be episode number six for Jesus Does My Taxes. We are excited to have you here for another great installment of this great podcast uh, where we talk about faith, business, taxes, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about finances, the use of money, the love of money, what to do with your money, stewardship of money. Today is all about the green stuff. We've got Ryan Amarone, say hello. How's it going, everyone? Jeff Cheney, say hello. Great to be here. All right. And I'm Alfonso Savarino. We've got a great conversation in store for you guys today. So Jeff, finances.
1: We wanted to bring this topic up because, well, we, we run businesses, right? This is about businesses. And this also seems to be a topic that I think most Christians fear to discuss, Yep. The Bible talks about money, you know, very, very often. I think there's over 2000 Bible verses just on money alone. Wow. And I think at least almost half of Jesus's parables had to do with uh, finances and money. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting that most Christians fear talking about it because it's been So much information is available in the Bible. I I think what happens is people fear it because there's a lot of warnings against it. There's a lot of, we'll say rules, but they're not necessarily rules, but there's a lot of information about it. And I think we don't like to read or hear what it says. So it's better to just plead ignorance sometimes.
0: Yeah. So when Jesus says, again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. I read that. And I say to myself, "Ooh, wow, I could see a lot of people mistaking that for I'm rich, I'm in trouble, or after wealth, I may be on the wrong track here. You know, it's strong words from Jesus on money that I think get people maybe thinking that money is bad or the pursuit of it is bad.
1: Well, what happens is we've heard a distortion, you know, over the years, a distortion of the, of the Bible verse. Uh, what do we hear? We hear people say um, money is the root of all evil. Yep. Right. But that's not what the Bible verse says. First Timothy six ten says for the love of money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Mm-hmm. So it's not money. It's the love of money. And, you know, it's true because why do people fear it? Money, money is a heart issue, right? There's nothing wrong with money. God created it. God brought it into a system that we can have checks and balances and be able to purchase and sell. So there's nothing really wrong with money. It's, it's the heart issue of how you feel about money. Mm-hmm. That's really the issue. You know, we can actually look in, was it uh, Revelations? I think it is when, the, when talking to the church of Laodicea. Because they were placing their treasures, their earthly treasures, ahead of heavenly riches, right? So they were allowing, their, their heart issue was that they were placing materialism or money <clears throat> before God. And that's what sometimes can happen before it. So what did, what did Jesus say to the church of Laodicea? He said, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. So because you are lu- lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That's Revelations 3, uh, verse 15 through 17. Mm. So as you can see, that, that's a hard issue, right? So we sometimes think, and, uh, and this is what happened, is that, is that loving money or gaining comfort in money can actually separate us from God. And that's what happened to the church of Laodicea, is that they, uh, they started to accumulate wealth. They started to accumulate rich and finances. And uh, what happened? they started to find their comfort in that and they started to lose their relationship with God. And so they became really lukewarm, right? One foot in one foot out, not really relying, not really needing to trust on God. And that's kind of what happened. So we get that stern warning, which I know is used in uh, several different contexts, but that's a, that's a stern warning that uh, for me, when every time I hear that, I kind of, well, I love that Bible verse, but every time I kind of hear that, I'm like, yeah, that is straight to the point. Yeah. Vomit. Mm-hmm. So, Where do you find that healthy balance in between greed and the pursuit of money? Well, again, it's, it's really understanding. It's really having a good reliance on God and, and, and Jesus and having an understanding of what really money is about and how we're to treat money. So I said before, money is a heart issue, right? So we have to understand a couple of things. First, we have to understand that it's God who gives us the power to earn that money or to obtain wealth. And that's in like, let's see, Deuteronomy eight eighteen says, and you shall remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealthy. So that's, that's one thing is we have to understand that it comes from God, right? God supplies. And when we start to understand that our heart changes a little bit, because if God gives it, he can also take it away. But we also have to understand that God does realize that there is a danger of us becoming self-sufficient once we get that money, once we start to be wealthier or, or prosperous and he's willing to take it away if if he needs to he's he's freely given it to us but he's he's also able to take it away we have to understand something luke 16:13 says this no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and wealth so god will provide us the ability to earn money he will give us uh, prosperity wealth but in the same token we have to make sure that we don't start serving that wealth you know it's not it's not what drives us because we can't serve two masters the bible's very clear about that so we're either we're either serving god or we're serving wealth
0: hmm. yeah i wonder we we were looking at the popularity of our episodes of the last 5 6 weeks you know five episodes and you know the last one was very popular i wonder how popular this one will be because I know for myself, when I hear things like, like the first Bible verse I talked about, what you just talked about, I almost want to tune it out because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's a very challenging subject. There's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm glad we're we're addressing it today. Are um, you telling everybody out that you have a heart issue? I, uh, we, uh, I would I would admit I would yes I would admit it. I have a heart issue when it comes to money it's without a doubt a struggle for myself because of the love of business and the love of sport of business. Naturally, what is the reward, right? Money. But back to what you were saying about lukewarm. Absolutely. That it couldn't be more true growing up. I noticed that the kids that didn't have much money, they had a relationship with God. They, they, maybe they had one, maybe, but they were at church. They were, Participating in church, they had some sort of a church life. The wealthier kids in town, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, it's a it's a challenging subject. There's no doubt about it. We'll see how popular this one is.
1: That's why I wanted to bring it up. We wanted to stir the pot a little bit,
0: right? We just want to just totally ruin uh, subscribership. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So, so how can we find? better balance when it comes to money in terms of what we're going to do with it, how we view it. Well, the Bible is actually very,
1: very clear. And for some reason we always seem to overlook it. Right. So, all right. So we already discussed what we, whatever we have, it comes from God. Right. So we don't want to let the blessings that we receive from God cause us to forget about him. Right. We don't want money to take his place. So what does the Bible say about it is, is, give right? Giving is like really highly touted in the, in the Bible and almost, almost like commanded. And I mean, if you think about it, if you're, if you're giving back to God, what he's already given us, you're, just, you're, you're kind of demonstrating that your dependence is still on God. So giving is a fundamental of earning. So another way to look at it is yeah, you're going to receive in proportion to how you give. And, you know, you have to, you have to be careful about it. Like you don't want to give out of like an obligation, right? Because we talked about it before. It's a hard issue. So when you're giving out of an obligation, you're totally missing the point. You want to give for the joy of helping others and the ability to help make a difference, not because necessarily you have to. And sometimes... Sometimes your financial situation makes it difficult. It can make it very difficult. I know, I know people who basically have nothing that give almost everything that they possibly can. And I know people like when I look when I was younger and you know, say getting out of uh, college or or something like that. I would, I mean, I barely had two nickels to rub together, right? And then I'm somehow supposed to give out of that. Most of us, I think, make excuses like, oh, maybe we'll do it later, or you know, uh, I, I can't afford to do it right now. And God understands that. But the truth of the matter is, does he really, or are you basically telling him, Hey, listen, I'm not trusting you enough to give because uh, I don't think you're going to um, help me, help meet my needs. So I'm going to hold on to what I have and, and not give because it doesn't make sense to me right now, because you know, the, everything we do, it just has to make sense, right? No, that's not faith. Faith is doing, because I was doing things, not because we see them but because we have, you know, we trust in God. I mean, that's the way we're supposed to kind of handle it. But it's a chance for us to demonstrate our faith, our obedience, even our compassion is to have our needs met by God. And in order to do so, we have to give him back what he's given us. So Proverbs eleven twenty four says, there is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. So we have to understand that that whole sowing and reaping uh, principle is talked about in the Bible several times over. And there's a reason for it. It's because it's what God is hoping for us and expecting for us. And he's challenged us, you know, in Malachi, he's challenged us to give to tithes, you know, and, and that's a huge principle about earning money is that we can earn all the amount we, we want, but you can't outgive God. We've heard that, you know, said, I don't know, I've heard that for years. You can't outgive God. Well, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I remember growing up as a Catholic, I was always kind of, was actually intimidated by people like, you know, Francis of Assisi who gave away everything. And he literally just laid down all of his riches. I mean, Jesus does say it. He laid down everything he owned. And that story almost made me shy of giving. I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. So, so I think the lesson is it's not about how much you give. Okay. We, we do want to give generously and we, you know, tithe is 10%, but it's really how you give what, what your, what your heart is, where you're giving. It's not about how much. And and that concept for me, helped me understand it better because I was under the impression that I had to give away substantially all that I had to really be viewed as a generous person in God's eyes. And that's a terrible way of looking at it. Would you agree?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, also the problem that I'm hearing in that is that you're, you're focusing on what other people are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not, you're not like I've, I've always um, kind of kept secret what I give Mm -hmm. because it's really between me and me and God. It's not, it's not anybody else's business, but I know sometimes it's really easy to let, uh, especially when, especially on the days where we write big checks, right? Like, oh, let me just let this check hit the offering basket. And yep, it's in the air. Can everybody see the dollar amount before I place it in the bucket? Right. <laughs> so, you know, we can sometimes want to want to be that way, which is really, really silly, but nevertheless, we're human. And sometimes, sometimes we want to, it's almost like we're trying to impress other people with our giving. And that's not, that's not the heart of giving, right? That's not the heart of giving. It shouldn't be to impress other people. The heart of giving is, is should be about, this is God's, so I'm returning it to benefit somebody else who really needs it. And there's a lot more that goes with that. But, you know, the point is, where's is our, what is our heart saying to us while we're giving and how we're giving? And the other thing we have to also recognize is that Jesus sees our giving habits. You know, we all think like, oh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not doing that well this month. I can keep it here. God's not really going to notice. But I mean, if you look in the Bible, there's a, there's a story and it talks about God. I'm sorry. Jesus was watching, you know, people were coming by the offering plate and putting money in and the Pharisees were like making a big spectacle of how much they were putting in. Right. And then this, this woman who had like practically nothing puts in, you know, almost everything she has. And Jesus notices, right. And he says, he says to the, and this was in Mark Mark, uh, chapter 12. And uh, so he says to his disciples, surely I say to you that this poor widow has put more in than all of those who have given to the treasury for all, for they all put in out of their abundance, but she put in out of her poverty, all that she had her whole livelihood, right? And Jesus is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow. So, so he's not going to change that. He's always watching to see what we do. So we're giving out of our abundance. What are we saying? We're kind of saying, you know, God, we're, We trust you. We just don't trust you enough to give out of what we feel we don't have. And again, that goes right back to it's a big heart issue. And I'm going to say that probably a hundred more times before we finished this podcast today, but that's, that's the reality of all. It's all about the heart. Right.
0: What about where to give? And like, I think there's some confusion out there, like as well as my own, you know, tithing to my church. Yes. But where else to give? Is it? just helping a neighbor or is it, you know, there's various charities out there. What should one do when thinking about if they're going to pray on it, right? They're going to pray on giving, where should they be praying? Where should they be thinking about giving their money?
1: I think to the Australian koalas would be a good reason. I'm just totally kidding. I'm just, you know, there's plenty of places, plenty of opportunities. Really for me, I put it in prayer and I'm usually, I'm usually looking for and now we're talking about tithing or offerings, right? So tithing is giving your 10% of your gross and uh, anything above that is, is, is doing an offering, you know, giving. And I look at it and I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray about it. But what I'm looking for is something that kind of lines up with the, the more biblically based, you know, that's something that's really about promoting and furthering God's kingdom than just throwing it to any charitable organization. But that's for me. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody has their own walk that they have to wor- worry about. And it's, it's definitely good to first bathe it in prayer. I think sometimes people can get easily swayed. The one thing I, I do, at least again for me, I do tell people to be cautious of, is if you turn on the TV late at night and you have those preachers, they're saying, "Send me a thousand dollars," and all of your problems will go away, and send it right now. Don't even think about it. Just send it. Just send it, you know those ones. I say usually stay away from those because I just, there's just so many things I see wrong with those, but that's, again, that's for me. And, and everybody has their own walk that they have to worry about. Where are you giving uh, or are you giving out?
0: Yeah. So the, the tithing of the church is just important. Obviously, I think you told me once that, you know, don't worry about so much what the church is going to do with it. But you know, trust that the church will take care of the resources and use them for God's kingdom. So you start there. And then if you wanted to go up and above and beyond that, I, I kind of like the idea of one of my clients approached me, said, hey, I want to start a non-for-profit because I love to make an impact in people's lives that really need it. And I would like to formalize it. There is a tax deduction that comes with it, but that's not his, you know, his main focus for giving. But I love the idea of being able to help everyday people in a big way, as opposed to putting $1,000 into the Red Cross and that money being filtered out to, you know, Paying for who knows what it's paying for, you know you, you just don't know so so I love that idea of being able to help everyday people that are really in need. It also gives you an opportunity to share the gospel. so I think at Thanksgiving time we did uh, turkey dinners and full turkey dinners, and we would drop them off, and that would give us a chance to really share the gospel and make an impact that way. That's kind of how really I like to approach. And then there's there's various ministries too. I was saved because of the college campus ministry, that, that whole mission. So I, I like to support them. I, I feel like kids in college are at such an age where they're so impressionable and they could go either way. They could walk further in their faith or walk further away. There's so many different ways you can do it. I just tend to like you know smaller organizations or just everyday people to make an impact.
1: Well, you know, it's not always about giving to organizations. Yep. It's about just giving back. You can give back to the community. You can give back to people who just need it. I mean, really, it's just about uh, following God's lead on this one, right? Obviously your tithe goes to your church and uh, your offerings really should be led by God. But, but what, I, you know, what, I, what I do have to consider is that another thing to understand is that if you are not paying to God your tithes and offerings, it actually robs them. And there's a, in Malachi 3.8, it says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? So let that be some like cold, sober truth for people who are like, well, I don't tithe because I don't have this. I don't have it, you know, or I don't do offerings because of this and that. I mean, God is basically saying, you're robbing me. You know, God doesn't need our tithes. He doesn't need our money. He really doesn't. What he's concerned with is how we treat it. And, and whether it prevents us from being obedient and whether we're able to give him back what he's given us. So if you think about it, I mean, how many, how many of us Christians who profess to trust Christ for their salvation, won't trust him with our finances. Like it just doesn't make sense. Right. And so when we don't trust him with our finances, we're basically robbing them. And I think at this point was when most of the subscribers basically cancel the show. <laughs> <take laughs> I'm making a little light of it right now, but it's true. And this is the area, this is the only area that God tells us the Testament. Uh, it's in the, it's in the area of giving. So again, that just goes right back to what I said before. It's a hard issue, but the thing is God will also, you know, chastise the one he loves. Right. So he could frustrate our efforts if we're not obedient to him. If we're not doing what he says, he could, he could step in and take it all away. And I don't want that to happen. I, I don't think anybody else does. So we really have to check ourselves. The other thing too about that I want to mention real quickly about tithing is we have to worry about, we have to make sure we go, we go to the Bible on it and not on, like we'll say society's view on it or other Christians views on it. If it doesn't come from the Bible, don't believe it. I've heard people say, I've even heard a pastors say, listen, if you can't do the whole tithe, it's, it's quite all right. If you just pay half of your tithe. I remember when I heard that, I said, where in the Bible does to say that we have to be careful about people because they have a tendency to add their own versions of it. If it, if it's help if it feels like they're helping somebody, but you're not helping somebody if you're not being truthful with them. And, uh, Proverbs 30, uh, verse five says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found to be a liar. So we just want to be careful about, you know, adding in our own thoughts and And sometimes we do this just to make ourselves feel better about the situation. Like, oh, I don't want to give that much because I can't, you know, I can't really afford it. So I'll tell everybody else it's quite okay. But then once again, what what are you doing? You're, you're, you're adding your own words into it. And then you're also, you're also telling God, you don't really trust him enough to meet your needs. Hmm. I mean, the whole point of the whole point of giving really is that you're trying to bring God glory and not you.
0: What if you don't have money to give? You really don't, you've really, you're really just getting by.
1: Are you saying you have zero money coming in the door? Or are you saying it's very minimal?
0: I'm talking, you're giving what you can, right? But it's not, you're not feeling that, oh, you know, I've, I'm making an impact. What about giving away your time? If you don't have significant money to give away.
1: I mean, I go by what the Bible says on this. I can throw in my own thoughts, but you know, we're not going to understand his ways, right? So he, he tells us, test me in this. So if he's telling you to test them in it, he means test them in it. And he's talking about money. So he's asking you to take 10% of what he gives you and give it back to him.
0: Yeah. I seen people, they give 10% away and they're, you know, it's 10% of a little and they feel they need to give more, but they can't. So, you know, giving away their time might be a, a great substitute and in, in addition to giving away a small amount of money.
1: Oh, I would say in addition, absolutely. I wouldn't say in replacing though.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Yeah. I would say in addition. I mean, I think we're all, I think we're all supposed to do that anyways. I mean, we are, we are not saved by our works, but because we are saved our works, we want to do good things, right? We want to get involved and, and, and take care of things. So that's, that's another, that's another hard thing. I mean, if we have God in us mm-hmm. and Jesus in us, then we're wanting to step in and help make a difference. We want to be involved in, in furthering the kingdom. You know, that's part of being a Christian.
0: Yeah. Time might even be <laughs> harder to give away than money. Yeah,
1: sometimes. Yeah. Especially for accountants. Accountants just can't oh. give away any time.
0: <laughs> we talk about, we have so much spare time.
1: Yeah. Ryan, how many hours did you, have you worked these last couple of weeks? I uh, can't even count too many.
0: Ryan's been busy.
1: He's got, he's got a, he's got to figure it out on his adding machine typical <laughs> accountant. <laughs> ryan has been busy. Yeah. yeah this time of year, this time of year, we kind of laugh because we, well, this past year has been totally different just because of COVID. We, we feel like we never get to leave the office, but uh, a normal tax season for us. How many hours a week do you work during tax season normally, Ryan? Anywhere between 75 to 80 usually. Oh, so you're on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it easy right now. <laughs> I think last week I, was, last, last week I was up till, I worked till almost pretty much 1 a.m. every morning. And at the end of the week, I remember I was, I, was, I was on a Zoom meeting and you know, you get to see your face in the Zoom meeting, right? So I'm on a Zoom meeting and I look at it and, I, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I look like I'm 30 years older than normal. Yeah. Yeah. The, they, they, you can do it only for so many days and then eventually it catches up to you.
0: Yeah. It takes a toll. I will say this. I've said this on an earlier episode, I think we've been doing our our tax consulting and we have noticed that on the tax returns we can spot a christian from a mile away based on their schedule a cash contributions and i think that's an encouraging thing to see it's that that is what you should see and that is you know you know i think one of the marks of, of a healthy spiritual life and we love to see that and we can almost almost call them out without even knowing if they're a believer or not just by looking at their schedule a and their cash contributions. Listen, there's a lot of problems in the Christian church right now. There's a lot. We won't get into them. We don't want to, you know, start a pity party here, but that is one of the good things that I am seeing is that the Christians are giving, I think COVID with COVID, I think giving's been up tremendously. Right, Jeff?
1: I think so, Isn't but it? I, I got to tell some stories because Al, Al loves when he's on uh the- new client meetings with me and I spot something because I have a really warped sense of humor sometimes. And I'll spot some, I'll spot something and it'll say to me, you know what, I bet they're Christians, but I don't want to just assume, right? Cause sometimes, sometimes you get it wrong because there are other people who are, who are very, who are naturally givers and follow the principle of the Bible. They just, they're just not saved, right? They're not Christians. And, and, and there's nothing, they're not, they're not bad people. It's just, they're, they're not Christians. So I'll spot them and and I'll, I'll pinpoint it. I'll say to, um, and Al's seen this a couple of times. I'll, I'll be on the, meeting with a client and I'll say, so John, I noticed you're, you're giving a lot of uh, money. W- what's that all about? And of course they don't know I'm a Christian yet because we just met. And I'll be like, what's that all They're about? Nervous. They'll get a little nervous sometimes, which is kind of funny. And, and they'll say, well, you know, it's a it's, uh, tithing that we do. I'm like, tithing, what's that? And I'm totally messing with them the whole time. And then and then finally, I'll admit to them that, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, I understand the whole principle and concept. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see that they're doing that, but I have to make them suffer with it a little bit. And I don't know why <laughs> I just have a really warped sense of humor and I have to lead them down the path of like, yeah, oh no, why I, is this guy, I, why is this
0: guy dr- grilling me on all this information? I start to feel bad because the, you start to see the look on their face. They're like, am I doing something wrong? And then you're like, oh no, now I got to cut the joke. Now we got to cut the joke. Yeah. But
1: you know, when I want to, when I want to get to the, the, the point of all this is, okay, so why are we talking about, you know, kind of tithing and giving? And it's, it's because it's a, it's a principle that God talks about several, several times over and it's, you reap what you sow and God does not want money to replace him. So as business owners, because one of the objectives that we're doing is trying to accumulate wealth and trying to earn more money is that we have to be very careful because we have a tendency, I think, to easily become a little more distracted by money than the average uh, person who's just an employee. And tithing has a lot to do with leadership. And if we are leaders in business and we are leaders in our community, we have to understand exactly what, you know, what it has to do with leadership. So number one, it demonstrates that we have an obedience and a humility to put God first. And obviously those are very essential traits in leadership, especially if you want to lead over the long haul tithing or the lack of it reveals and I said this several times over, reveals your heart condition. It's not really about the money. It's about the heart. Obviously it involves the money, but it's really about the heart. So God expects us as leaders to have a right heart before him and not turn money into something that replaces God. Remember we talked about, you can't serve two masters. And another thing too, is that if you're bold enough to, to rob God or not give him what's we'll say due to him, then you're certainly likely to do that with your employees, your customers, your vendors, your partners. If you're willing to do it with God, you're willing to do it with anybody. And I think another way that tithing has to do with leadership is that those who tithes kind of joyfully and cheerfully and plant seeds are promised blessings by God in return because that's the whole uh, reaping and sowing principle, right? A business leader who cares about his or her people or employees, would be encouraging this behavior because they understand the reward that comes with it. So in conclusion, it's about the heart. And obviously it's an area we're going to, we're going to touch more on these and a few other, we wanted to speak more about the heart issue today, but we're going to get into some basics, I think coming in the future, which is like, okay, what do we do about debt? Right. There's, there's one that I get asked a lot and we can go in, so many different directions on that one but at the end of the day it still it still comes down to one major principle inside the bible i mean it says about trusting god and another area is how come and i get this question a lot how come i do all these things based on what the bible says but the uh, the guy next door to me who's a total you know jerk is making a killing and he's not even a christian but here i am trying to do everything right and i can't make half of what he makes I get that one a lot too. So that's another thing we want to, we're going to eventually talk about as well.
0: Sure, sure. So thanks for listening again to another episode of Jesus does my taxes. Today we talked about finances and money and, you know, issues of the heart when it comes to, to those things. And just please, if you are enjoying this podcast and you want to hear more, please rate and subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. We want to spread the word and, you know, just keep spreading you know, biblical principles as they pertain to business, finance. If you have any questions, feel free to reach us at info at edwardsingram.com and we can answer all your questions about faith, money, and biblical principles. Also, if you'd like to hear a specific topic, please reach out to info at edwardsingram.com. We'd love to hear what you'd love to hear, and uh, that'd be a great thing for us. And we'll see you next time.